Hello and welcome to Sermons from First Press, a weekly podcast from the First Presbyterian Church of Ann Arbor, Michigan. The scripture reading for today comes from Psalm 104, selected verses. O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Who looks on the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Let sinners be consumed from the earth, and let the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Today's New Testament reading begins with Acts chapter 2, selected verses. Please keep in mind the stained glass window depicting Pentecost to your right as we read these words. The window is also pictured on your bulletin. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave the ability. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? Others sneered and said, But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When we look outside today, either cloudy or windy, 
rainy and then sunny, chilly and then balmy. It's May and we must be in Michigan. The sun shines, we hope, until at least nine. There's spring sports like baseball, softball, lacrosse. Graduation celebrations and music concerts dot the calendar. Flowers burst forth in budding sensation. And summer blockbusters like Avengers and Solo ignite our imagination. Memorial Day is next week. The end of school is just around the corner. And that means freedom. And many of us will use this freedom to travel. I wonder, what are your plans this summer? Where might you be headed? Perhaps it's to a summer camp focusing on sports, music, or other activities. Perhaps it's a family vacation planned, a familiar place to a lake, or an unfamiliar destination, somewhere new and out of state. Maybe it's an extended staycation, all to yourself, the special someone, perhaps with your young children. Summer is the time of travel and of destinations, whether they are near or far. It's a time and a place to get somewhere. Until summer arrives, we arrive at our planned destination. Until we get there, many of us will have a question on our minds, or we'll hear it from our siblings. Are we there yet? Inevitably, the answer is no, not yet. So in the meantime, let's try to find something like a game or a trivia, something, anything to distract us until we arrive. And so we find ourselves wondering as we wander, driving to our destination, sometimes driven to distraction. But today I have good news. Today you have arrived. This is our newest member class for First Presbyterian Church. Our confirmation class has been with us since September. And I, along with, my, with Reed and Charlotte, have been leading this crew for nine months throughout the school year. We have 15 students that are affirming their commitment to this church and to God today. It's been a long journey with questions, activities, worship and wondering, retreats and basketball. They made their statement of faith yesterday and were received by the session. And so we gather today, not just to celebrate them, but to celebrate Pentecost. We also look back at the disciples who gathered in Jerusalem to celebrate the first Pentecost. Look at their faces. Following their Jewish tradition, they have been waiting seven days a week for seven weeks from the time of Passover, celebrating the exodus from Egypt, now Easter for us, until the time of Moses, when Moses descended from the mountain to deliver the Torah, the laws on how we live together in peace. Just as the Hebrews wandered in the wilderness, so do the disciples. What does it mean to be in this wildness of the risen Christ? Both Hebrews and disciples are on a journey. And they're crying out, are we there yet, Lord? Has your time really come? 
our time? Have we really arrived at our salvation? Will all truly be well? Today we continue to cry out, to wander, to wonder, when will salvation come? Are we really there yet, Lord, when we treat our neighbors less than human, when we resort to calling them animals? Are we there yet, Lord, when violence, hatred, and fear continue to boil, boil over in your holy land, leaving behind dead doctors and children? Are we there yet, Lord, when we cut taxes for the rich, later to threaten to cut off the livelihoods of millions of working families? Are we there yet? It it, the question implies a destination, an arrival time. We'll get there eventually, right? Someday. And yet, when does yet mean not ever? We want to know how much farther, how much longer. After all, our phones, our GPS give it to us every day. Our estimated time of arrival in the distance, our calendars, our plans, our very lives depend on these journeys of destination. And yet with journeys of faith, we don't always know where we are going, much less when we will arrive. I remember a time when I got into the car without a destination. I was young, probably no more than five or six. My mom grabbed my younger sister and me and led me by the hand to our brown Chrysler minivan. As I got in, I asked, where are we going? No answer. My mom got us in the car and started the engine. Is dad coming? No answer. As we drove off, the question of, are we there yet, was far from my mind. This would be an entirely different trip, a journey without destination. As I sat back, Looking in, out the window into the darkness punctuated with streetlights streaking overhead, my mother turned onto the interest ramp for the highway. Normally, I would be filled with excitement for the trip ahead. But this time, I was uncertain, fearful. I didn't know where we were going. I didn't know when we would return. As my mother gripped the steering wheel, and pushed down the accelerator, I reached out and grabbed my sister's hand. I don't know what the argument was about that night. My mother felt the need to get away from home and from my father. We did not have a destination, but we did return home that night. And my mom and my dad were able to work things out as they still do today. I believe many of us here today have been on these journeys without destination. A time of uncertainty when we do not know when or if the journey will end. When salvation comes. When all will be well. When in your life have you experienced a journey without destination. Perhaps you're on one right now.
Perhaps your family or friends are going through a period of separation and you don't know when or if you'll be back together again. Perhaps you have lost a loved one and you don't know when or if you will be whole again. Perhaps you are facing an illness or a deadly disease and you don't know when or if you or the person you love will be healed. The Foo Fighters have a rock anthem for those facing journeys without destination. The chorus goes like this. It's times like these you learn to live again. It's times like these you give and give again. It's times like these you learn to love again. It's times like these time and time again. In Journeys Without Destination, we are, ri- we are wise to turn our focus from the destination and to those who are with us on this journey. After all, this is what the disciples do, gathering together in one house in Jerusalem to wait upon the Lord. Is that not what we are doing, gather here in this one house of the Lord? This is what we do each Sunday. Where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there with them. Pentecost, with its wind and fire, speaks of the dire need for the Holy Spirit to come down here, now, in this place, to dwell within our hearts and those around us. Through baptism and renewing our baptismal vows, such as today when we confirm these newest members of the church, We are affirming that God's Spirit pours on all flesh, the young and the old, the male and the female, slave and free, Jewish and non-Jewish. All are companions on this journey. We have been waiting for so long, and it's happening here, now. The sacred has overcome the profane. The ordinary has become extraordinary. These are the last days as the psalmist cries out, singing praises and meditating on God's loving grace. No longer is this group of disciples divided over which language, which culture, or which religion to follow. They are now bound to one God, one Lord, one Savior, one Spirit. The question is not... Are we there yet? The question is, who is with me? How will I treat my neighbor? In journeys without destinations, we reach out to grasp a hand. Sometimes we have someone to reach out to, but others we might not. Here in this congregation, we have deacons and Stephen ministers that are here available to those who are in need, you too can be trained to be one. If you are wondering about how to treat your neighbor, we as a community have opportunities to practice. We have opportunities to serve those in need both locally and internationally. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Don't distance or distract yourself from the group by asking, are we there yet? Engage now with your fellow followers and faith. God is here now in this place, in your schools, in your places of work. The Spirit pours on all flesh.
flesh. It is here, now. Are you? May God grant us eyes to see, ears to hear, the Spirit moving in this place, in our lives, and in all those whom we meet on this journey without destination, this journey of faith. Amen. Friends, let us unite our voices in the prayer our Lord taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks for worshiping with us. For more information, visit us on the web at www.firstpresbyterian.org or send an email to info at firstpresbyterian.org. See you next week for another sermon from First Press.